<laughs> Hello, all of you wonderful, unique beings. It's Halloween. Uh, for all those that are ghouls and goblins or whatever the hell you want to consider yourself to be. But it's Tuesday, October 31st, and we're here to talk sports. sports. I, I love this. Brand, brand new Sam. Brand new Sam. I don't. I can't even believe it. Can't even believe it. Uh, What's up? And man? we'll be doing this every Tuesday. Uh, we have some crazy stuff to talk about. Uh, a major injury to one of the stars of quarterbacks on Netflix. That was Kirk Cousins. Uh, even though the team wasn't doing the greatest, even he kind of was willing the team to have a potential chance to be in the playoffs. And this injury was just. It was just not good, Sam. It's just more and more people are going down with Achilles injuries. Apparently, your quarterback is potentially going to come back as if he never even had one. I still don't even understand that. Explain it to me, please, Sam. Please. Yeah, I, I don't know. The The league office is going to test him as soon as that game's over, I bet. <laughs> Whenever that <laughs> day comes. It's wild, I'm right? Sure. Like, you see him moving around, throwing the ball? Yes. Yeah, doing dropbacks. Dropbacks and just throwing Nuts. whatever. Uh, this is... When today, uh, for for the people that are watching this live, this is coming out tomorrow on the actual pod or on all platforms that you can get it and, and listen to us on. But for the people that are listening to this tomorrow, uh, it's it's trade deadline day. It's at 4 p.m. if I remember correctly, right, Sam? I think so, yeah. I think it's So 4. we've already had one trade that happened today when we're actually recording, uh, and I'm sure there is plenty more to come, so we'll definitely get into that. Uh, what's going on with the Niners? Uh, the Bengals seem seemingly turn their whole season back around. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into our dubs and L's for first time viewers. That's winners and losers, uh, formerly winners and losers. We just don't want to call anybody a loser in NFL because clearly they're not. Um, we're going to get to my power rankings that Sam is going to critique. Uh, hopefully he's going mm -hmm. to be nice to me this week. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, we'll, we'll tell what our picks were. Uh, and how we've done thus far this year, especially including Instagram or whatnot, get into some basketball because it is it is the season It's the best time of the year. We got all major sports really going at this point in time. Uh, and then we'll get into a little uh, college football as well. So with that being said, uh, let me get back to this rundown real quick now to introduce the most dominating tag team from the East. Part one of that tag team, the brains of the team. Our number cruncher. He's the advisor, Sam. What's up, Sam? Hey, my friend. What's going on? That Happy, was uh, so Halloween. weak. I'm gonna do that again. Wow. The, he's the We're advisor, live. Sam. What's up, well, Sam? You, you call me the advisor. You call me the number cruncher, and then you expect me to be like blow the doors down with energy. I don't even yes. like math. I'm Absolutely. not even good at math. Absolutely. All right. So. I've Sam, What's up, man? Can, you tell us, you? can you tell us how you're doing? Well, better number cruncher? according to the data. No, it's, it's good, man. <laughs> uh, uh, what's up, man? Happy uh, uh, Halloween to you? Yeah, all that jazz. I'm thinking about you You doing uh, trick-or-treating with the kiddos. Oh, yeah, man. I, I've i never liked Halloween until, you know, having kids. And now it's like it's just whatever they want, man. It's all about them. So um, I don't I don't think my daughter quite knows what's going on. But she likes her costume, and and okay. my son's all about it. So yeah, it's, uh, are you, it's been are fun. you dressing up? I am not. I have not yet, but okay. we'll see. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Um, you know that's going to change at some point, and I can't wait. Oh, when yeah. it does because I will be here for for all of it. Uh, 
but but yeah, I'm glad you're good, man. I'm glad you're good. I'm the other half of you. I'm just Brandon. I'm just here so I don't get fined. This is episode 113 of the Chasing Points podcast. And let's get into it, Sam. So uh, you guys may hear from Kylo. That is my dog for first time listeners because he yeah. tends to uh, join us on certain segments. But we'll just get into the highlights right now, Sam. Uh, and, and what I'm seeing right off rip here, uh, as I said, the trade deadline is for those that are listening tomorrow on our all DSPs. Uh, trade deadline is at 4 p.m. Are there any trades that you think or anybody that you think is going to be moved at this point in time? I mean, we it's, already have Leonard Williams yeah. that was moved from the Giants to the Seahawks earlier today uh, for a 2024 second pick and a 25, 2025 fifth round pick. Um, so do you think there's going to be any other moves that are like that? Some big pieces moving, some small pieces. What do you think is going to happen from this? Yeah, point? it's there's been a lot of, you know, chatter and. The trade deadline never used to be a thing when we were younger, right? In the NFL. And all of a sudden, last couple of years, it's like Christian McCaffrey. All these huge deals happen in the middle of the season. I remember when Jimmy G got moved to uh, the Raiders. That was that was a big one and one of the first big ones in, in this era. But it, it's weird because a lot of teams or news outlets have kind of rescinded the rumors, right? There was a lot of like... The, the market's quiet on Derrick Henry. Now Derrick Henry's not available. After this week, DeAndre Hopkins, is he available? You know, had a had a monster game, which we'll get to. Yeah. So I don't I don't really know. The 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 Bills were trying to to get more room, uh more depth in that running back room. They just signed Leonard Fournette. Again, I don't know what that's gonna do, but uh yeah, I there's nothing that really jumps off the top. I thought it was a good move by Seahawks getting Leonard Williams, you know, uh Always liked Leonard Williams with his days uh, with the Jets, but um, you know it kind of signals that the Giants are looking to retool already. But I, I don't know; nothing really pops off to me. What do you, What do you think? Anything? Uh, especially, I know you monitor your uh, birds pretty closely there. Uh, Linebacker is what I'm hearing for the Eagles, um, but I want to get into the the trade that the G Men made. Um, I believe this is the end of what we know this to be so any there's everybody pretty much is up for sale at this point uh they're now down to the third string quarterback yeah Yeah. getting rid of uh leonard williams and getting a second round pick i think that's a great move for them that's definitely a win for i think it's a win-win for both teams uh it it (laughs) it gives the seahawks another tool to use on that d-line or in that defense that they have some incredible players on um Witherspoon being one of them, uh, absolutely yeah. love how he's playing. They drafted and, so well on that side of the ball. They, they really, really overall, did. even on their both lines, they've done a really good job the last couple of years. And your former player that you still thank for some of the players that you have now, Jamal Adams has looked like he's been been great since coming back, flying all over the field too. So hopefully he can stay healthy. But I I think for the Giants, this is a great move. Uh, I know Saquon has said openly that he wants to stay. But if I'm the Giants and you're looking to get more and rebuild, I'm getting rid of all the assets now. Uh, I'm getting rid of Saquon immediately at this point because you only signed him to a one-year deal. Uh, and you had this whole back and forth during the offseason about should we pay him, should we not. Uh, really, the person you shouldn't have paid was Danny Ducks, but that's a whole nother topic. So I, I believe that they may be big players in here because – at this point, 
Dable has a lot to to answer for. <laughs> and yeah. this team has not been what it potentially could have been. Uh, I, you know how I feel about what I thought their potential was from the get. So there's that. Um, going back to my birds linebacker, I can also see them getting uh, a corner, uh, which Bradbury is getting up there and he's been pretty much exposed throughout the season thus far. Uh, and Darius Slay is also looking pretty uh, <laughs> exposable uh, at this point in time. But um, I think they, they try to get younger on that. And I wouldn't be surprised if they get an offensive piece going back to your Derrick Henry point. I know the Titans say that he is not up for sale. I don't believe that. I believe he's not up for sale because they haven't seen a deal that they want to see. Uh, yeah. But I definitely could see that. But if they're going to put uh, all their, their coins in the Will Levitt's bucket now, <laughs> it's, it's possible. I don't, I don't know if that is going to be a thing or, or not. Um, I, I think there's going to be a lot of defensive players moving. I think the Bears are going to try to be acquiring some some players or whatnot. Uh, I could definitely see some Super Bowl contenders trying to. I know the the Cowboys are potentially trying to get some players, even though Jerry said they're not really trying to do too much, that we have essentially all the pieces in-house. And I, I think they do. But, I mean, getting another piece to help can't be bad. Um, no, definitely not. We've seen I, how important depth is in this league, right? It's just... <laughs> It's the constant you, next guy up. It's, it's yeah. important. Yeah, I, I could see Dalvin Cook being traded from your team. I know he's yeah. he's he's not satisfied right now, and obviously it was supposed to be a a different looking team at this point. I was supposed to be Rogers under center, and the way that they would have utilized him, he came there to play with Rogers. So I get it. Um, but yeah, I, I also feel like teams that really really aren't producing that have some solid wide receivers can be moving them soon. I, I know the Broncos had a big win, which we'll get to. But I still believe that the Broncos are sellers at this point in time, too, because they're two and five now uh, after that win or yeah. three and five, three and five. I think, after that win. Three I and think five, it might yeah. be two and five or three okay. and five. It, it, you know, still, I would honestly look at everyone except for Patrick Sertan if I was if I was the uh, Broncos again. You know, I you can't move Wilson just because that deal's got to be atrocious and the, you know, the cap ramifications of that but you have some depth at running back you have some some young guys that can you know take over if you want to move like a Samaj P. Ryan. Jerry Judy uh not sure when they have to pick up that option or if they will but his name's been thrown around a lot now you're kind of in I mean the momentum's high it's you know you just beat the Chiefs we'll get to it um but it, it's kind of you know for a 17 game season or 16 or a 17 game season to have it be in week eight, there's still a lot of teams that could go kind of go either way. So it's, it's a, it's an interesting time to kind of like, are, are we going all in? Are we just going to take our foot off the gas? You know, um, if you're not at the bottom of the barrel and, you know, you can make a strong case that, you know, the, these divisions are open, the wild card spots are open. So it'd be really interesting to see what, what comes next. Well, I, I guess we know that your team is not going to go uh, for this guy uh, because this was the talk <laughs> of what they were going to do uh, when Rodgers went down, and that's Kirk Cousins. As I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Kirk Cousins went down. He's now an Achilles brother with me, uh, and he Start tore his fraternity here, man. Uh, we have a we have a very deep fraternity. Uh, it's yeah. not great. Um, yeah, Kurt. Kirk Cousins went down and just watching 
the reaction I saw the reverberation and immediately knew what it was. It's that yeah. it's that plant, that further extension, that plant, it happens, and that kind of the thrust to move and it just popped. And I know when they see it, it's gonna probably look like it exploded inside of there, is exactly what my doctor told me. And uh it's not great. I mean, he was in a contract year. Uh, again, he was playing some of the best football that he's ever played in his whole entire career. Uh I do believe in certain aspects of his game, he is underrated. But I, as you know, how I feel about Kirk Cousins when it gets to those big games, not really the greatest. But that's, I've talked about that. It's not about that right now. Um, I don't know what they do now because now they become potential sellers themselves because they don't have Justin Jefferson right now, who's set to come back, I think, this week or the following week, right? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, minimum four game IR stay. So I, I'm not quite sure where he's at with that. He's mm-hmm. got a game or two left. But yeah, I mean, and Jordan Addison's filled in just wow. fine. I know that was a receiver that we loved coming out of USC in the draft this year. But um, it's, it's you know, they started 0-3, right? The This Vikings, this team that we kept talking about all year last year about and the stat, how many games they won that were like one score games that went their way. And all of a sudden, they start 0-3, uh, 1-4, and now they're at 500. They're 4-4. Four and four. You know, um, making easily, I think the Lions will run. I think we, we both know the Lions or want the Lions to run away with this division, but they're right yeah. there, as you mentioned. And now, you know, Nick Mullins is on their practice squad. They're a rookie um, from BYU, like a fifth or sixth round pick. I forgot his name. It's the backup. So... You know, I don't. I don't know if you try to salvage it. You get, you know, your boy Carson Wentz or, or Colt McCoy or something, or you just kind of see what, what you have there. But yeah, that again, a crossroads where this team didn't really expect to be where they're at, and now it's, you know, they have twenty four hours to figure something out. It's, it's rough. I mean, if you have a solid backup on a team right now, that that could be that. I mean, we have Mariota for. I'm not saying the Eagles have Mariota. Uh, so that's something I can do. By the way, the Eagles just traded uh, Contavia Street and the 2025 seventh round pick to the Atlanta Falcons for a conditional 2024 sixth round pick. Uh, so that just happened five minutes ago uh, Breaking news. when we were, we were doing this. But uh, yeah, I don't know what they do now. It's, it's definitely, I mean, does does Carson get a call now? Do they pack it in? Uh, because I think if I remember correctly as well, Justin Jefferson is also in a contract year. If I if I remember correctly, because he said he wanted to go wherever Kurt was going, which was also a surprise that, really? to me. That, That's he, interesting. He, 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 super surprising to me. Um, I'll believe that when I see it, because there's plenty of places that he can go. But I'm I'm definitely 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 intrigued uh, by that. So I mean, prayers up to Kurt. And his family, I, I, he gained so many fans from just the Netflix series off that. Like a lot of people that, you know, doubted Kurt or whatever the case may be, like they are now fans of him just based off of that. So shout out to him. Uh, and, and I wish you a speedy recovery for sure. Um, yeah, Jefferson's so- not in a walk here, but I think he's eligible for an extension. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's been a lot of back and forth there. Certainly they're rebuilding or not. You got to. You got to lock this guy down when, when healthy, he's one or two best receiver in football. And I don't think that's, that's a question. Yeah. I don't know. Well, to, he's the best receiver in football. There. 
he's, yeah, Jamar he's Chase, when he's AJ playing Brown, as the number right one there. receiver. Yeah, 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 when he's on, he's there's no one better. Um, and and to have Addison emerge, and then you have Hawkinson, you could do a lot with with that offense. You can't just double. Yeah. It's not a given that you're doubling JJ now. It's like you know, um, there's a lot to think about in that offense. That's for sure. So, yeah, I mean, definitely he, JJ's still in everybody's mind. He definitely gives the DC. Uh, a whole night's a bad nice uh rest before they have to play him so that's just sure bound bound to happen uh somebody that should have got rest but seems like his way has worked out uh is your man joe burrow as dame would like to call him thorough burrow uh he's been out here slinging the rock and they played the niners and he did just that uh, they have now won three games. They the the Bill, the Bengals have won three games in a row now since right, and the and the Niners have lost three games in a row. If I remember correctly, that's how it's gone. Yeah, the Bengals started the season one and three, and uh, what have they gone four and one since or yeah. three and one since? So yeah, it's it's kind of the opposite. Where now we're at at three losses in a row for for the Forty ers going into a bye, and a lot to think about there. The the uh the shine the allure has has been rubbing off of this you know offense in in San Francisco that and defense frankly mm-hmm. that we you know just spent what two weeks ago saying that they're the best team in football or you know very strong one a in football and it's they're going to be a tough out and since then the you know the wheels have fallen off so uh, I I thought it was an interesting I mean Monday night. They're in Minnesota flying home from a loss. Brock Purdy has concussion symptoms. Mm-hmm. He's put in protocol and he's cleared so quickly. And I think since this new protocol has been introduced, Adam Schefter said, uh, reported that the only other um, quarterback or player that has cleared it during the week has was Kenny Pickett last year. So, like, you know, the the team, would they have been better off with Sam Darnold? We don't know. Um, but it's, it's, uh, Brock had, you know, the, the, the allure came off. He had trouble, uh, you know, with turnovers there and it was, it was just a rough day. But again, we, we know how potent this Bengals offense is. And, you know, we could talk about the dysfunctional offense of the 49ers, but that defense in in San Francisco didn't stop them either, you know? So, well, there's that. Well, I, I'll go with this point is. They essentially pegged him as, and him, I mean, Brock Purdy. They pegged him as Tom Brady. <laughs> the way that they were talking about this young man, uh, at his first game that he won was against Tom Brady. And then from there, the sky was the limit. He didn't lose any games. And, of course, everybody throws the asterisk on it and, and with against the Eagles or whatnot. And then fast forward to this year, starts out hot, uh, no interceptions, so on and so forth, right? Look good until he didn't look good, right? And now what I'm hearing, Sam, and this is what I, I want to be fair. I talked to a buddy that's a, a Cowboys fan, and and one of the points that he made was, you know, because they've, they have a really big rivalry. They've always had one essentially since, the, I mean, the early 90s. We know the battles, Jerry Rice, Deion Sanders, Michael Irvin, all, all that going on, right? Um, and it's kind of been renewed, even though it's been lopsided at this point in time. It's been essentially all the Niners. but. I think it's fair to talk about Brock Purdy 
as we talk about the DAX of the world. And what I what I explained and said to my my buddy, I said the reason why Dak gets so scrutinized is Dak has been in the league for quite some time. And, and he's been the face of a franchise that is considered to be America's team. One of the most lucrative teams in sport history and just in general, one of the most lucrative teams, period, or franchises, period, right? Yeah, it's a brand. It's a brand it's that brand transcends in itself. Yep. sports. Correct. Right? Everyone knows everyone knows what that star is and means. Just like the, you know, the Yankee NY. Like you it just transcends sports. Yeah. Agreed. For sure. But it's seeing how Purdy's playing, it, it says to me that teams have done their homework. And now we know what you do. And now you beat us. Now, the defense that I've been seeing all over <clears throat> Twitter or X or whatever the hell you want to call it uh, is, well, Purdy doesn't have Trent Williams. Purdy doesn't have Debo Samuel. Okay. There's a lot of teams that don't have their best player. Kirk Cousin, we were just talking about him. He didn't have the best wide receiver when he's playing. He didn't have him. And Kurt was still doing what he had to do, right? So I don't want to hear it. I think the biggest part that wasn't really talked about uh, during the offseason was how big of a departure D'Amico Ryans was. Yeah. Because you can see with that defensive line, yes, they went and got Javon Hargrave from the Eagles, picked him up, paid him a huge contract. Bosa sat out. Uh, they had contract disputes, whatnot. He signed a big deal, right? There's a lot of money on that D-line, right? But they're not getting the pressure that they once did. The the linebackers, who are some of the best linebackers in the league, Fred Warner, arguably one of the best, if not the best linebacker, yeah. not tackling like they once did, right? That secondary is they're putting no fear in anybody's heart that they're playing. You can see that because these teams are coming out before the game because if you pay attention or if you don't know, the Niners always come down the hall with their boom box. And that's how they get ready and do that. And now teams are doing that to basically say, we don't give a damn what you do. We're going to show you yeah, we'll punch in your mouth every yeah. time. And that's what's been happening. And the response has been lackluster. You said about him being concussion protocol, uh, the way that man hit his head off the ground this game, like it it felt like Tua to me. Like it, it felt like I, I just got flashbacks to the Tua yeah. situation. So I don't know where the Niners go from here. I, as, I, as I've said, uh, I've seen – I've seen Niners fans essentially like packing it in for the year. I've seen people, not really too many optimistic people, but as I as I've said to some of my annoying fellow Eagles fans, is relax. It it, yeah. it is very it's still very early in the season. Like it's it's the first half of the season is almost done. We have a whole nother half coming. Forty seven, I think I heard last night, forty eight percent of the season is over. So yeah, you're you're right. Half the season left. So so we there's time. There's time. It, they're not are who they they aren't the complete versions of themselves. I don't think really any team is unless it's a really really bad team like let's just say the Panthers who somehow some way pulled out a win this week, right? It all depends. It it really really all depends. So I I'm just really really curious to see what what happens on that. But let's just jump into this since we were just was, talking about Yeah, I will say too real quick. He's five interceptions in the last 3 games. Uh, two of those interceptions, you could argue, were after that hit the concussion in last week's game. So he had two last game, two in this game. He's had he's gotten sacked six times over that. Two, yeah. Trent Williams is one of the best in the the game. There's a lot of problems. Fortunately, they're going to buy. I'm with you. I'm not hitting the panic button 
if I'm a 49er fan, but the but it's getting really tight as the Seahawks are now in first place in that division. So that's yeah. that's saying something in itself. Uh, the the team that I said they were rivals with is the Cowboys, who absolutely stomped out the Rams. But again, it's kind of been the same formula for for the Cowboys. The Cowboys look really, really good when their defense, which we know and we will never discredit, their defense is one of the top, if not the top. And I will say at this point in time, they are the top defense in the league. I, I can I like honestly it, yeah. genuinely say that they are the top defense in the league when they play up to their potential. Right. And they showed that on Sunday is they absolutely show the Rams. You're not going to beat us any way that you want to. They got up early, forced Matt Stafford to turn Matt Stafford to turn the ball over on several occasions. And then it's at that point in time, it's been easy. It was easy pickings for Dak just to be able to sit back there and just toss the ball. Right now. I don't when I say that I don't want to discredit what the offense has done because ever since that whole argument and seeing CeeDee Lamb pissed on the sideline, he's yeah. turned it up a notch, right? He's absolutely turned it up a notch. I'm gonna need people to stop saying that he's better than AJ Brown because you're absolutely smoking something, but we'll get into that in a second. Um uh, yeah, uh, we can we talk so much about how great this defense is and that they're carrying the offense. I, I heard this last night too, four twenty plus point wins this season for the Cowboys. They've won four games by more 20 or more points. But that all those games and were them up from their defense first and they were right, able to finally do that, right? So it makes it easier. It's it's like I related it to pitching, Sam, and I know you're a huge baseball fan so you can understand that. Yeah. If a pitcher gets run support, they're able to let loose, be able to do a little bit more and just breathe the ground. Yeah. Just do what they got to do. Now I, I can sit back comfortably. Perfect, right? I know my defense can do what they got to do, right? I know what my offense did. I can now pitch and do some things, right? So I I, I believe this is going to be – the Cowboys have had some tests already this year. And the tests were they failed against the Niners. They got absolutely obliterated by the Niners. And yet somehow, some way, they're talking about Jerry Jones went on the radio – uh, last week and was talking about all oh, the Niners can be had. Well, Jerry, you guys lost against them and you've lost against them every time you played them in the last two to three years. <laughs> so they can't be had by you apparently in your team. They're so being had right now, but yeah, you know yeah, they're having like, you yeah. is what they're doing. Um, but I, I do again, if you paid attention to any of the games this week, and it's it, the term any given Sunday is so true because oh, anybody yeah. can win at any point in time. Sam, when your team beat uh, my team, I, I don't think either of us thought that it was going to actually happen. And it did. And then turn around and then your team I, has I, this crazy game with the Giants, which is 99% probability from ESPN that that game was over. Something like that. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Any given Sunday. It, it's, it's weird. We don't sit here and just like, week to week overreact right um, no point to. We're, we're not saying yeah we're not saying that the 49ers are even done because of this sour, sour sweats uh stretch we didn't oh, say that about sweats. the Bengals. Oh, yeah whatever man. it's, it's mm. monday man it's been a mm. long day um we you know the Bengals too we weren't things need to be fixed clearly the quarterback was not healthy um you know it's We'll see. It all comes out in the wash, right? We'll see in January. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cow. If for for Eagles fan, it's Cowboy weeks, and and for Cowboys fan, it's Eagle week. So, um, yep. it's it's a huge week. This is a test for 
essentially both teams, even though the Eagles have had passed essentially all their tests, they've they definitely had a slip up and nobody thought they were going to win and go undefeated. There's only been one team for a reason because it's extremely hard to do. Uh, but we're going to see what turns out because on paper, these teams are not too far apart. But the way that things have played out, it has seen that, especially record wise. But uh, divisionally, they are very, very close. So. Very, very curious to see how that happens. But let's get into dubs and L's for first-time listeners. It's winners, losers, formerly that. Uh, the first winner that I have and should be in the MVP conversation is A.J. Brown, a.k.a. always open, uh, because that man is literally always open. Uh, the one-handed catch that he made against the Commanders uh, he's had six straight 125 game, 25 yard games, uh, which that then passed Megatron, which says a lot. You just passed a Hall of Famer. Um, he's easily, if he continues on this this course, he's easily going to be the greatest wide receiver to ever play for the Eagles. And they've had some pretty good wide receivers. To is the is the top, I would say, at this point in my mind for the Eagles. Um, this man just. He's so strong, Sam. I've I've watched him break through arm tackles like it's absolutely nothing. You think you have him and you don't. You think you think you can stop him. He runs the cleanest routes. He runs every route on the route tree. Uh he is very very phenomenal uh at what he does and to think that he almost retired this offseason to play baseball, which he's what? also really good at. Yeah, he was he was I didn't, I didn't know that at all. He was That's drafted by out of out of college, he was drafted by the Padres, if I remember correctly. Yeah, most most athletes, like most star football players, are usually drafted because yeah. there's like 50 rounds. It's insane. But yeah, no, he goes and he yeah. has like BP with the Phillies all, all pretty often. Like he, yeah, he I've seen him. I've seen him do that. That's interesting. He, so he he literally was thinking about. I mean, that's his first sport. That's really his love. That's the sport that he grew up playing and always wanted to play. And then he kind of took off at uh, what you call it. Old Miss, Ole Miss. Yep. and uh, he went from there. So, do you think that receiving core, DK, him, Elijah Moore, like <laughs> all on the same on the field at the same time, and like you know you what you think of and you mentioned how strong he is, you know the that shirtless pick next to DK Metcalf, anyone looks small, yeah, but like he's still he's, a monster he's himself. Still yeah. a, he's yeah. insane, and he's yeah. like I don't know how tall he is. I don't think he's super tall. He's certainly not like. Megatron uh DK no. tall, but he's just he's a thick dude. Like he is very strong. Oh. And just to see him like be able to break tackles and just have his way with guys, it's it's interesting. Oh wow. He's a thick yeah. dude and has his way with guys. Sam, you're interesting. Uh he's six one, uh, and he's twenty six okay. years old. Uh yeah, he's he's got a lot of time. And just to think about that is he's going off. And there's another guy that could easily be and was the number one wide receiver before he came, which was Devonta Smith. So you have that. It's I'm just very, very thankful for the Titans uh, for two pick. things. So, I mean, if the Titans want to give us more, I'll gladly take that. Uh, you know who was who your draft, first? Uh, you know who they drafted with that first round pick? Guy who's barely touched the who the Titans took with that first round pick? Who? Traylon Burks. Barely touched the field. Oh, OK, great. I love it. Yeah. They, yeah, I, I heard them saying that he was going to be he's he's AJ good. Brown two point like That's what I kept I do hearing. Like him a lot. I yeah. mean, he, there's still time. It's a second year yeah, receiver, of I mean, course. 
I mean, somewhere you're still hoping for uh, what's his name to to pop off, like uh, Arthega Whiteside or uh, who's hoping that he pops off somewhere? I don't know. Somewhere, He's yeah, not so, not oh, me or any damn Eagles fan hopes he I'm pops just, off anywhere. I'm kidding. <laughs> not him. Not Jalen Rager. Not Nelson I was Aguilar. Rager too. Yeah, <laughs> Nelson Aguilar. It's Jordan so Matthews just signed. Uh, you just got moved. We don't care about none of them. You ain't Jordan here. You Matthews. ain't here. Wow. Yeah, uh, my given just a, a dub out to the Bengals, we talked about it already. I'm not going to spend too much time there, but Joe Burrow, you know, coming out of the bye, this was kind of like the day that if you knew anything about football, like, okay, he needs, he got hurt in the preseason, mm-hmm. then got a different injury the first week of the season and was playing through it. Clearly could not push off and throw down the field. Um, the you know I I think there may be a trademark for always open because Jamar and Seven Eleven been doing a lot of really cool marketing stuff but yeah uh, you know he didn't look like anything was bothering him today he was able to to do what Joe Burrow does really well like improvise in the pocket give his receivers time and he has two of the best in the game T Higgins came alive today too, or yesterday too which is great uh, but he didn't look. There were some runs that he had. I didn't watch this whole game, just you know, on red zone. But he he looked he looked fine. He looked great. He looked like Joe Burrow, and that you know that they're four and four now. Certainly not out of it. I think if the playoffs started today, they'd be out of it. But again, there's still a lot of football left. Um, you know this this guy's a killer. Uh, we talk about him a lot. So just giving the Bengal team. Uh, you know, some props, especially uh, going into San Francisco and, and beating them. Solid, solid. Um, I have the Broncos as Ooh. my next dub uh, for the fact that they were able to beat the Chiefs when we pretty much had them dead in the water. Uh, the, the way that they played, uh, I'm just gonna get. I'm just gonna use this as my dub and my L because my Chiefs are the Chiefs are an L for me in this one too. Okay. Because there's no way you as the Chiefs should have this letdown. I know the Eagles had the letdown against your Jets. No offense to you. It's just what it is on paper, right? And the Chiefs had this letdown against the Broncos, and it wasn't just a casual let, let letdown. They got beat. They got punched in their mouth about that whole game, and it's. I don't for me it's more telling for the Chiefs than it is for the Broncos cuz I don't believe the Broncos are going anywhere but the Chiefs have not looked great. The play calling has looked hmm mysteriously different. But if I remember correctly Sam uh and you can correct me if I'm wrong uh when Bienemy was there they said that it was a bulk of Andy Reid doing the calls. It wasn't really the enemy. The enemy helped, right? That's what they were saying. Correct? Am, am, am I on the right path with uh, that? Yeah, I mean, th- there were a lot of narrative storylines out there trying to squander the enemy's role in here, especially after oh, all that's, those that's failed That's perfect. Enemies. That's, yeah, that's yeah. perfect you're saying that because yeah, yeah. the enemy's gone. Nagy's now stepped into that spot, and Andy <sighs> Reid's still there. Favorite so the podcast, Matt Nag- Nagy. Jeez. So now... Who, who was really doing the play calls and having this masterful play calling? If now the play calling looks like dog water, because it really does. 
if it's not going to Kelsey and Kelsey's not there to bail, bail him out, who is it going to? I know they believe in these these wide receivers getting uh uh what's his name? Um your former wide receiver back. Well, Nicole Harmon and Yep, and, and then you have yes uh, and Yep. And, and uh the rookie Rasheed Rice. So I like they've, a lot. they've done nothing, really. Yeah. Nothing. Yep. Um if they are not in the Sky trade market. Moore, yeah, well, they should be in the, the market for getting a wide receiver, but Funny how that payroll thing works. Uh, they're not really going to be able to do too much because the person, if I'm them, I'm trying to put all my eggs in the basket for. I'm trying to get uh, Devontae Adams because that – imagine Patrick Mahomes, Devontae Adams, and Kelsey. Can you imagine how dangerous that would be going forward, Sam? I mean, he Devontae Adams is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's he's not Tyreek Hill. He can't do what Tyreek Hill does. They don't need well, him we've to. We've seen that before. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is we've seen – the best quarterback of this generation with arguably the best pass catching tight end ever. Uh, and, and not arguably, best, not arguably. No, he yeah, is now. Yeah. I mean, he is now. you pay, you pay props to, he is now, mm-hmm. to, you know, Tony Gonzalez and that's fine. And, you, and Sam, you I ain't know, gotta I, be too cheap. He I'm, is I'm, that. No, I've been a fan of Travis Kelsey for a very long time. That's why I'm just trying to, you know, yeah, get, you're trying to be nice and you don't have Gronk to be, he's was, not the best. You know, I mean, Kelsey is the best now, and they. Oh no, no doubt, no doubt. That's it. I, I don't think there's much argument there. So I mean, we've seen this offense. What I'm trying to say is, we've seen this offense with a stud uh, receiver, and then you have these pieces like uh, MVS and and Rasheed Rice and whoever else playing this kind of like what is it the Y receiver? We're playing in the slot and and doing all that stuff, but you know, yeah. If if they could pull it off, I don't. It's interesting. I don't think they can. Whole, I don't. This whole where what Devonte where he's going, what he's doing. I mean, he's still saying he's contract. closer to Aaron yep. Rodgers now than ever, and like, oh, you know, who's going? You know, what what's going on in Vegas? They certainly have enough problems. Yeah, I don't think he's getting moved tomorrow. But you know, in the either. off season, I don't. Do you think Devonte Adams is a Raider in twenty twenty four? I don't think so. But. There's still a lot of football left to play there. I, I yeah. again, I think everybody has a price. So sure. when when these of teams course. and these owners say they're not going to move off of somebody, everybody has their price. So there's there, and that goes for both sides because we saw what happened with Jonathan Taylor. Like they, he had his price. They said they weren't going to pay it, and then he somehow, some way, figured out like this is my price, and it was like okay, and they agreed upon it. So everybody has their price. Depends on what they're going to get for him, and whoever, if they do decide to trade him, which I think that would probably be the best because he clearly does not want to be there. He came there to be with, as I mentioned last week, and when it happened, to be with his former college quarterback, one of his best friends, and Carr. So now that he's gone, he's this is not what he came there for. He wasn't planning to play with Jimmy G. So, I mean, he's not even playing with Jimmy G now with the injuries anyway, so there's that too. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you, you definitely move him. But uh, I, I said a lot about the Chiefs more anything, but the Broncos, Russell, I'm going to, I'm going to just take this one second to say this. Russell Wilson has in times looked not great. I mean, that, that happens for every quarter, but quarterback, but do all the scrutiny. He's actually looked pretty decent this year, especially compared to last year. He's looked fairly, fairly decent. I don't know what the numbers are on that, uh, but he's moving the ball way better than he was last year. And I, I think that should be talked about more, especially 
how he got drugged through the dirt last year um, compared to this year. And a lot went wrong in in Denver last year. Uh, A lot went wrong at the beginning of this year or this season, right? I actually, I have a, we have a listener who lives in Denver, a friend of mine that I work with, um, Jenny, and I sent her this because I like to make fun of Russell Wilson. And I sent this to her today and it's where Russell ranks everywhere. So I don't have actual stats, but he's second with the pass TD to interception ratio, fourth in the league in touchdowns, uh, first in pass, pass touchdowns per attempt, fourth in uh, passer rating, and mm-hmm. tied for first in first quarter or uh, fourth quarter comebacks. Okay. I don't know what those exact numbers are, but yeah, it's a historically bad defense. We saw it. They gave up 70 points to uh to a, a great offense and you know they've they've gotten beaten around all year and uh you know it's yeah I, I could say it's not all on Russell Wilson he hasn't looked he's had moments where he looks really bad he's certainly not protected in a lot of different ways that he was in Seattle um you know on the field off the field everything uh but yeah it's he's looked really good and it was interesting that that you know the Chiefs floated out there yesterday that um, he was uh, Mahomes was battling the flu right, and you know he certainly didn't look sharp. Everyone's allowed to be sick; it sucks. Um, I can't imagine having the flu and playing quarterback, but that's what it's not like these guys aren't used to being under the weather and playing. But a yep. lot, I I heard some crazy Patrick Mahomes stats that I. Wrote down um, twenty. He's twenty. He was twenty five and zero against playing teams that were two games or more under five hundred. Yeah, N- not anymore. Uh, and this is the sixteenth, or no? They uh, the Broncos just snapped a sixteen game losing streak to the Chiefs. So yeah, I mean, like I think this is also his first time losing game. against the AFC West too. Patrick yeah, Holmes. yeah, that on the road on the yep, road. On the Mm-hmm. It's crazy, crazy stats, but they're all meant to be broken. Again, I'm not putting up the uh, the sirens for Patrick Mahomes or the Chiefs. Um, I think this was just a you know a perfect storm of of bad. But now now they got to pack up and go and play in Germany uh, against the Dolphins. So it's it's going to be a a really quick test for for them to see what see what's up. Okay, with that said, because there's more than enough talked about the Chief, way too much, let's get into your last uh, dub while I go and get some water. So have fun with that. There you go. All right. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the Titans, and it's just for a guy that I wasn't really high on in the draft process. I know, I don't think you were either. I know when we, we bring our friend Dave on, he absolutely did not like Will Levis either. I'm not going to act like I liked him. Uh, but he had a game, man. He... Uh, you know, came into this game where uh, Mike Vrabel said basically it's going to be a play the hot hand between Malik Willis and and Will Levis. So that's something you don't really see at the pro level. That's something more for for college. All right, we'll see what quarterback is you know how each drive is doing. And Malik got a really bad snap that that went through his hands. And we really didn't see him after that uh, to start the game. But Will Levis was out there like throwing dimes, three touchdowns to D Hop, his first touchdown 
touchdowns in nine games for DeAndre Hopkins. A lot of concern, like, is this offense broken? Okay, now now on a short week going into Pittsburgh, a tough place to play, you know, Will Levis had, certainly had a game, looked really good. Again, the throws that I saw were really were really good. So um again, kind of a team at a crosswords here across roads here, excuse me. Like um didn't expect much of this team going into the season, but now it's just kind of an interesting storyline. He's gonna come down to earth Will Levis, but of course, but um it was just a, a really impressive rookie performance uh from a guy that you know was not really loved through the draft process, but was still the second pick in the second round in April. So just, uh, you know, wanted to point that out. So because of that, Titans get, uh, get the dub for me. Okay. Um, I think this, this is a true (laughs) testament to using your weapons. Uh, Deandre Hopkins was basically sitting on that team, uh, turning into a corpse. Uh, they were not throwing him the ball. And it makes no sense. You get the ball to your playmakers any way that you possibly can. Scheme it up to get him in a wide receiver screen. If it's a tight end, uh, you know, do hook routes, uh, get your guys out in the flat, do something and get your guys to be in a position to be able to catch the ball and make a play and allow them to do something uh, after the catch. That's yak for some people that don't know. Um, But I I mean, I wish the the Falcons would do that with, uh, Pits, but clearly they don't know. They they do a tight end screen with the uh, the the yeah. second tight end and third tight end and and have Pitts blocking. Make it make sense for me. Don't know, uh, but yeah, no. I what Will Levis did. Um, it was a beautiful moment. I think the best part of the whole situation. Like, yes, everybody. Uh, he got the win for his first uh, time on the field and whatnot, but just the embrace that he had with his family. That was uh, cool. I thought that was absolutely cool. Uh, Did you hear the presser that. after? That's, that's a big moment. You know, that's a big moment in big time for you to have your first touchdown and then you get to spend time with your family. Your family's there uh, and you get to embrace them and just have and share that moment. Like that's something that they'll never forget, regardless of how long he stays in the league. And I'm obviously sure he can he if he can play like that uh, and at least give more games like that than less games like that. I mean, he could be around for quite some time. Uh, and then this is something that he can always look back on. I mean, even if he's not in the league, he's got the footage of seeing that. So, um, did you hear the press conference after? I did not. He, I, I'll paraphrase here. He basically was like, you know, I'm one of eleven. He and he shouted out Malik Willis multiple times. Again, like it was like one of the first snaps of the game. Really bad snap. I, I mentioned him. You got up for a second and. Kind of didn't see too much of Malik Willis after that, and rightfully so. But the guy was was humble and said all the right things. And again, yeah, you're going to play like that. You, you know, there's, um, it'll be fun. Again, quick test going into Pittsburgh on a short week. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see there. But it was just I just want to point it out because it was not someone that I really liked through the draft process. Well, too point much. something else out for me, Sam. Point out your L here. Let's get right into that. Look, I, I'm i not sitting here gloating because I watched, and my son and uh, daughter and my wife, one of the worst football games I've ever seen. <laughs> there were, what, like 25 combined punts? 
Uh, it was so bad that both the Jets and the Giants said, we know how bad it is, and we want to give you free football so you guys can watch more of it. They, they are, we are so appreciative of that. But continue. Yeah, it it was it was bad. I um, but my my L goes to uh, the Giants. Uh, you kind of mentioned some of it already. Down to the third string quarterback. Trust me, I understand. And uh, I keep on calling this guy Danny DeVito. I think it's Tommy DeVito. Right? <laughs> uh, I saw him. I I saw a couple preseason games where they played, and you know everyone seemed to really like his makeup, like who he is. But they clearly were not letting him do anything throw and when he did throw obviously he was not completing passes the team finished with negative nine receiving yards mm-hmm. which i mentioned that to my wife earlier today and she was like how does that how is that even possible and i've said i've seen you know obviously you've seen drives go for negative yards but to complete a professional football game with the negative uh passing yards is a very hard thing to do uh, Saquon ran the ball like 36 times and it was the most rushes from a running back since like Frank Gore, like seven years ago or something like that. So Interesting. it was a rough day. It was a windy, cold, rainy day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my football team was pretty not great there too, but I <laughs> will say I was impressed with the, uh, you know, Zach Wilson in a, one minute offense kind of thing, except for he still doesn't throw to the sidelines. Um, and he had that gaff to end the first half in Denver, trying to, to get that uh, quick spike it didn't work. And I was so nervous, but he was able to spike the ball with one second left to, to get Greg Zerloin to tie the game. But this, if you're Brian Dable, if you're Joe Shane and, and this giants team, it's just like, what is going on here? Um, you know, I, we both, you mentioned already, you didn't think this team was, you thought this team was going to regress, regress. I did too. I thought they, they got lucky in a lot of ways last year. I think Daniel Jones played over his head, but it's interesting. We got the report this morning that Daniel Jones has cleared the play now. Hmm. Uh, Tyra Taylor is thankfully fine. He was released from the hospital today, actually. So, uh, prayers up to him. I hope he's all right. Um, he, he uh, let's talk about T-Mobile for a second. This man gets a puncture lung. Uh, that was from insane. his own, yeah, from, from his, his own, own staff, staff, training staff. Yeah. Uh, every time he gets a chance to start, he always gets hurt, and it's it kills me because With he the gets Browns these opportunities, too. and then it's yeah. just like he's just knocked out of the game or something happens. And it's just like this guy. It's not we can't say he hasn't gotten his opportunities because he clearly has. Yeah, he just can't stay healthy, and it's just like his luck of the draw is terrible, <laughs> like absolutely terrible. I feel for the guy because he could be something. This would have been another great opportunity because the Giants ain't going nowhere, and if he played well, he could have easily been like they could have been like, you know what, we're just gonna have you play for the rest of the time. I'm sure they wouldn't have done that with Danny Ducks and all the money that they pay- paid him. So, yeah, I, I mean, it just kind of is what it is. I, I just don't. As you said a second ago, I, I said it during our uh, our preview for the season. I believe that the Giants had a favorable schedule last year. Um, I hate when people talk about that because they said that about my birds and they went to the Super Bowl, but whatever. Um, it's okay to have a 
I, I you, with the schedule. You, gotta, you have to play the schedule that's given play, to you. You don't. You don't. Win, yeah, it, it is what it is. Um, but I, I, I knew just with that, I knew it, it kind of inflated what they what they were, um, and the potential that they had, and they they just aren't a good team. They have some great players on their team. Like there's definitely Thibodeau some really good players on, on that team. Man. Thibodeau, Thib- Saquon. I love Adoree Jackson, AKA ASAP Rocky. Um, they, <laughs> they got the win, some, Adoree, by the <laughs> <way>. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, that helps you out a lot, but there's, yeah. there's some really good players on that team. Leonard Williams prior to getting traded, but it's just not coming together. And sometimes you can have all those pieces and not coming together. It's just not happening now. But I think the, the main person that needs to be questioned is definitely Dable. Uh, and I don't know the the GM's name. Uh, what's the GM? Joe person? Shane. Joe Shane. Yeah. Uh, Shane. Yeah. Shane. Because um, they need to be questioned on what made you. What did you see that said we need to extend Daniel Jones? Uh, I know we've had the conversation of like who else could they have gotten. I would have been like, you know what? I'd much rather play with somebody else and tank and get to the point of trying to be in in the market for a Caleb Williams or anybody that's coming out of this draft quarterback wise because it seems like it would be an upgrade, but. It is what it is, Sam. Um, yeah, we've it's a it's head scratcher for sure, and I'm sure there's a lot of giant fans listening. We know a lot of them that are questioning the same thing. I'm and sure they're not questioning it. They they know what it is, which is they've been extremely quiet this whole year. Well, the uh, offensive line, for as long as I can remember, for this team has been uh, Achilles' heel. No pun there, but and it it clearly is now. You you sign. A guy you drafted at one point, Justin Pugh, to, and now he's off the couch playing left, playing left tackle for you. So it's just kind of like, you know, they they've wasted two number one picks or first round picks on tackles. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's been a rough. It's not like they haven't tried to fix it. It's just it's it's been rough going, and you know at least they have their first round pick. You know? It's true. It's true. Um, we 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 both had uh an L for the Niners. We already talked about uh, the Niners uh, as, as well as the chiefs. So our, our, our L's have already been uh, exhausted at this point. I don't think we need to dive any deeper into that. So I'll just get directly into the power rankings for uh, this week. Um, So last week I had the Eagles at one Niners at two chiefs at three Ravens at four Jags at five. Uh, this week, there has been some changes. It's still the same five teams. And the fifth team, uh, just kind of the way that they played, which may shock people and I think could understand why I may uh, would probably be interchangeable for me, is I have the Chiefs as, as the fifth team. Um, and they were ranked third last, uh, last week. But I almost want to put the Cowboys there. Um, because of the way that they played. Now, the reason why I'm keeping them there is because I've seen what the Chiefs do, and they normally don't have uh, back-to-back losses, which is why I believe that they are going to beat the Dolphins, but I don't think it's going to be easy. But I, I do feel, Sam, to be fair, that if they lose against the Dolphins, the Chiefs, to me, are going to be in a world of trouble because this is – Something and this is crazy because this is the best defense that I've seen Patrick Mahomes have on that team. Totally, absolutely. Um, I I just offensively though they've they kind of are just not it. And I know he can will them through. It, it's kind of like almost spit an image of 
what Tom did in New England. Uh, didn't really have the greatest receiving core. I mean, had a great tight end, and then it's kind of like the same thing. Um, yeah. Still kind of aside from Randy Moss. Yeah, yeah. Well, aside from that, no, and that was what one or two years. Like correct, correct. Aside yeah. from that, it was. Yeah. It's been a mess. Yeah. I mean, Devontae Adams could be his Randy Moss. You never know. So you could all play out the way that I'm kind of giving it to you guys. But uh, Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs at five, uh, four in the Niners. Uh, what's going on with them right now? I this they have a bye week uh, this week. Uh, so going into the bye with a loss, I'm sure they did not want that. I mean, I'm sure they don't want any losses, but going into the bye week with that, they're going to have time to get healthier, uh, give Trent Williams some time, give Debo some time. I don't know when they're expected to come back, but I think that could, that could definitely help them. But again, I want to see now what Brock looks like for the rest of the year, because we've now seen him get smacked in the mouth. What can you do? Because you've essentially been a game manager, and that's all the Niners really have needed. Uh, and we've seen that, Sam. Uh, so now let's see what can really happen There's when you come back with being a, a game manager. There's nothing yes. wrong with it. I mean, up I, until, no, I'm not. Yeah, I, no, I, I know. When I, I say know that, you feel this way. No, no, no. Yeah, no, I, I know that. But I'm saying to other people when I say that, I don't. I don't think game manager is bad. You don't necessarily need somebody that is going to. Uh, to sling the ball down the field. Like you just need somebody that's going to keep you in the game, especially if you have talented players on the offensive side and you have a talented defense, you don't really need to do too much. I, I we, we live in this, this sports world that the quarterback has to do something. It has to be that guy because that's what we've seen. They're the leader of the team. Um, and I don't think that necessarily needs to happen. I, again, the, the, the Ravens won with Trent Williams as their quarterback. Trent Dilfer, uh, the yeah. Eagles won yeah. with, Nick Foles as their quarterback, right? It's it's people have stepped in and played and won the Super Bowl that you wouldn't have thought were the people to actually do that. So it 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 all really depends. But anyway, three the Jags keep winning. Um, five and, is it five in a row? Uh, I think so. Uh, they're six and two, uh, and they continue to do what five they have to do. It's as I want to say it's it's quietly doing it like if you're watching it and you're you're watching the highlights you you obviously are seeing them win but it's quietly because nobody's really talking about them they're talking about all the other teams the Niners the Chiefs the the Eagles the the next team that we're going to talk about too uh the Ravens and the Jags are just cruising under the radar so they're sitting pretty at three uh I I feel that these two teams are kind of interchangeable uh the only reason that I have the Ravens at two is because they have Lamar um, and the way that Lamar has played. Uh, they're doing all this and they're winning. And OBJ hasn't even scored a touchdown yet this season. Not one touchdown yet. Um, that I, I don't know if that's <laughs> a detriment to his Achilles, his knees and and his body and, and being injured so much or just not being able to get him. But I know once he gets that, it's going to I feel like it's going to turn him up. But. Lamar has absolutely been phenomenal. He's 100% in the middle of that MVP race. Uh, it, it, he's got to be in the top three at this point in that conversation. You can put him wherever you want to. I'm not here to argue that. We can have an argument later. Um, but the Ravens look good. They look really, really, really good. And they are not winning the prettiest games. But again, a dub's a dub. It, that's all that matters. And uh, at one, because they're the only team that sits at seven and one now, uh, or 
period, is the Eagles. Uh, they have a lot to clean up. It seems that it seems that the commanders are their kryptonite because they are the team in the past three years that have played them down to the wire damn near every game that they played them. Uh, and Jalen's two losses during the regular season have only been to the commanders. So he's 26 and two since starting and he's only lost to the commanders. So I, I don't know what goes on there, but they, on the flip side of that, uh, Jalen had one of his best offensive days in his career. And he's doing this on a bum knee at that. Uh, it, it helps to have AJ Brown going off the way he does. And Devonte Smith, even though people will say that that's the only reason it happens, but he has to throw the ball. He has to, he's not even running right now, Sam. So I, it's, it's saying yeah. something he's not even running right now and still scoring touchdowns. Uh, this team is defensively, they have to shore up that back end, the secondary. I know they just got fired and they plugged him in and there's a couple of pieces that are down. So they need to shore up that back end. And, and they've also need to make sure that if they're not getting the pressure up front from that D line, they need to figure something out because that it was the problem in that commander's game. They were not able to sack him or touch him until the fourth quarter when Hassan Reddick basically closed out the game. And that's a problem. Which is which is ironic because Sam Howell's on pace to be sacked more than any quarterback yes. ever. Yes. Because that yes. line is a, a turnstile. So um yeah, that that was really surprising. That they, they get off a sack at all. Huh? Did they get a sack? Did they get yeah. Yeah, Hassan Reddick. He yeah. closed it oh, out okay. in the fourth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that's it. But and and you know, one thing too, I saw they lost two fumbles inside the three. Yeah, Jalen like, Hurts in the, on the tush the push. Or see yeah. like a brotherly shove. He lost it there. And it was a fumble on the exchange between him and Kelsey. Uh he yeah. well, he got the ball and then he bounced it off the thigh. He ran it into the thigh of uh I think it was Kelsey. I remember who it was. And then Gainwell, which for the love of God, stop giving Gainwell the goddamn ball, please. Please stop. You, you got Rashad Penny. Please put him in. <laughs> sit Gainwell down. Gainwell is not gaining well. Okay, just sit him down. I'm tired of seeing him. Uh, and it blows my mind, Sam, when they get down. They have, <laughs> they have Swift run the ball all the way down the field, and they get into the red zone. They're like, you know what? QB sneaks and gain well. This is this is what we should do now. This is this is what we should do when we're in the red zone. Stop doing that. Just please stop doing that. But whatever. Yeah, I feel like Gainwell was even the goal line back last year, right? With Miles Sanders. Like they gave him the ball a lot. He, he definitely regressed 10. from last year. Yeah. Um they they well, did after have the some first bruisers. game. I thought he was gonna I thought this was Gainwell's backfield. After that first game, he he ran really well. Well, he was a slated uh, before they traded for DeAndre Swift. He was slated to be the number one back. Right. And last year in the red zone, surprisingly, the guy that got a lot of touches in the red zone, which is not talked about, and he hasn't really touched the ball at all this year, is Boston Scott. And yeah. he's not touching the ball. So that's somebody that you should probably put in the mix because he can run as well. But that's neither here or there. And that's uh, <laughs> my power know? ranking for this week. Love Thought, it, Sam. I like it. I, I It's hard when you have just five spots and you have a lot of good teams. I mean, you can make an argument that the Cowboys could be, you know, anywhere mm -hmm. from, in my opinion, like three to five to six, you know. Uh, I, you know, I have no problem with your list. I usually don't. You, at the top, you, you 
tried to tease some controversy, but I don't have any. You're good. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, you want to run down our records before our, of our picks so far before we get into our actual picks of the week? Yeah, we rebounded off of a really bad week seven. I think we were both we under 500. Yeah. Uh, but we we came back nine and six for me. You were 10 and five. Our friends at Instagram on Instagram, they need some some work. They were eight, four, and there were a lot of ties this week. They were eight, four, and three. So That's that brings us to, yeah. Um, and we had, and I looked, it wasn't just like we had like four votes and it was split. Like mm-hmm. there were a good amount of votes. So it was very interesting. Okay. Um, but here we are for the season. 69 wins for Instagram. Again, I'm, I'm not counting those ties. So total wins there. Uh, I am 72 and 56. So um, there's that is, but you you got a three game lead. You're 75 and 53. You caught one more game this week. So like the last three weeks, I feel like you've gained a game on me and we were pretty. There you go. All right. Cool. You're welcome. That's it. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, week nine, though. It's, Here we go. It'll be, we'll see what happens. So this week, week nine, uh, teams are on buys, <laughs> Niners, they need it, Lions, uh, Broncos, and Jags. So Thursday night football, Titans and Steelers. Sam, you have the Titans. I have the Steelers. Quick, why do you have the Titans? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really, because Kenny Pickett's not going to play, and it's going to be Mitchell Trubisky probably. Okay. I don't, I, I have no idea. You, you know. Will Levis will turn back into a pumpkin, I'm sure, but maybe I don't. We, I mean, we don't know. I mean, he could he could be good. And we don't we don't know what we're getting from the Steelers. I mean, they they seem to play. They seem to be a second half team anyway. So who knows if they can put him away early? We'll we'll see. Uh, I have the Steelers just because they. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to get, and I feel like Mike Tomlin's teams just don't lose too many back to back games. It. So you listen to us. Be- for our sports knowledge and opinions. And we're just like, Mom, I don't know. Well, it, there's some games that you just really don't know. Yeah. And you just kind of got to wing it. Uh, um, this one is also one that we don't know. But that's for a good reason. Because it's in Germany. I'm assuming this is a 9 o'clock game again. 9.30. Yeah. 9.30, yeah. okay. Uh, Dolphins at Chiefs. It is in Germany. Is in Munich, if I remember correctly. Um, I think so. It's uh, Sam has the Dolphins. I have the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs because, as I said earlier, I don't see the Chiefs losing back-to-back games. They don't really do that. Uh, but with that being said, the Dolphins play really, really good football. But they've been tested against a good team. Now this is going to be another test for them to see if they can actually. They've been tested against two good teams. So let's see if they can. If third time's a charm. Why? Why the Dolphins? I I just think they're playing better football right now. Um, Again, I'm not Agreed. worried about the Chiefs. I think this this may be one of the better overseas games we've ever had. Because mm-hmm. um, usually they're kind of like one really good team and then one like, uh, okay. Uh, but I, I found out, I heard that they're going to Munich like today. Oh, this is the first tomorrow. time you heard about it? No. Or the, you told no, me that the, the teams are leaving no, today. Miami. Okay, sorry, gotcha, sorry. Gotcha. Miami is leaving today. I okay. don't know what the Chiefs' plans are, but. That's I smart. That was get there, yeah, get acclimated, and and get some rest, and and go from there. That's very very smart. And my take the Jags something out of the playbook of the Jags. They live over there. Follow what they yeah. do. Uh, we saw that the Bills didn't do that, and, and see know, what happened. They were not ready. Yeah, correct. Uh, Seahawks at Rams. We both have Seahawks. Cardinals at Browns. You have the cards. I have the Browns. Why the hell do you have the cards? I they've kind of been playing some tough games. Look, 
Kyler's not, he's still on IR, but, you know, he's been practicing in full. Yeah. I think, you know, they're going to hold him off, I think, for as long as they can uh, for a lot of different reasons. But maybe this is like Josh Dobbs, like, okay, well, I'm still the starting quarterback. So I'm, that's my narrative that I'm playing with. I This Browns defense has been really good. Uh, but this we we don't have enough time to talk about Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, and we I won't it. today. And but it's you know this Browns team hasn't really you know they've been a little up and down offensively for me. The defense has been pretty good, but that's yeah. just my hunch. That's that's the, the only reason that I, that I give them the the benefit of the doubt is because they have arguably the uh, defensive player of the year on their team playing out of his mind in uh, Miles Garrett. So. Uh, I have the Browns, but I feel like it's just going to be. Uh, I feel like it's a field goal game, so I think this can go yeah. either way. Uh, Bucks at Texans. We both have Texans. Uh, Bears at Saints. Both have Saints. Commanders at Patriots. I'm. We both have Commanders, but I'm not going to lie to you. I almost went Patriots. Uh, Vikings at Falcons. I think this was an easy one after Kurt going down, but this would be the surprise game. It wouldn't be surprised if somehow somebody the Vikings won this. But the Falcons, I think, yeah, I think Ritter's in concussion protocol too. Oh, okay. So that's not great. So t- I know Tyler he- Heineke played the second half of the game. I didn't okay. watch much of it, but um, you know, so that's interesting. Maybe that offense that we've been pounding the table for Bijan and Drake London and Kyle Pitts, maybe two of the three of them could have a decent game. Now maybe that there's maybe if they throw the ball to Kyle Pitts and they don't have them blocking yeah. for a tight end screen for the second other tight end, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that'd be great. Uh, Rams you know? at Packers. Uh, you have the Packers uh, and I have the Rams. You have Asterich next to it. Why? I think Matt Stafford broke his thumb, right? His right thumb. Or there's it's like really it's not. I don't know if it's broken, but it's not good. So I will say if. He's healthy. That's great. This all, we, you know, we've been talking about these receivers all year. Uh, but if he's not, I, you know, could easily well, be. A- well, we saw what Matthew Stafford did in Detroit when he messed up his hand and continued to play. Yeah. So, regardless of what he did to his hand, his hand would have to be uh, off of his body for me to say. Uh, he's not playing. So well, Jordan loves not lighting the world on fire. Either. No. Not, so that's yeah. another reason why I'm definitely Again, going. I have no freaking idea. Yeah, I don't know. Well, sorry, Jordan. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you can turn around. Uh, Colts at Panthers. Both have Colts. Uh, Giants at Raiders. We both have Raiders. Uh, Cowboys at Eagles. We both have the Eagles. Go this is a tough one, though. I'm not uh, it lie. is a tough, very, very close one. But, you know, I'm never picking the Cowboys in that game. That would never happen. Uh, yeah, home field. Sunday night football. Bills at Bengals. This, this is going to be a close one, too. Good. Um, Bengals, unless there's, I mean, even the games that we thought were clo- going to be close ones this year, they've been blowout. So we'll see how that goes. And then Monday night football charges at jets. Sorry, Sam, your jets are probably going to get blown out. Probably yeah, not. though. Fine. Probably not hey, though. I don't if think Justin Herbert plays like he did last night. There's, you know, well, I mean, yeah, looked, the jets play like they played yesterday. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Chargers yeah, are gonna blow them out. So, yeah, yeah. uh, I, I, hey, but I, what's the variance for, Brandon Staley to screw something up, even though they were rolling last night. I was just kind of like, when does this happen? You know, when, when does that, like, what's the probability of him screwing something up? So that's always in the back of your mind. If you're watching a charger game. So who knows? I mean, Brandon Staley is not 
not the greatest. So yeah, there's there's no. that. Um, real quick, Sam put this in here because he wanted to have fun, and I'm Mister Not Have Fun. But we're gonna be quick about this. Uh, it's oh, Halloween candy me. draft uh, round one. Number one, immediately that has to go for me is Reese's. I I gave you the first pick. That's that's Reese's. It's no matter what. Yeah, what do you got for your your first round? You could just give me Reese's. I'd be fine. Okay. Um, I mean, same. I would trade. I would Ricky. I would Ricky Williams my draft right now. Like I would trade you all of my picks just for Reese's. I don't. Yeah, I know, can't give up it. my Reese's. I'm sorry. That's my that's favorite. Fine. I'll go real quick. I'll go Kit Kats. And I like Kit Kats. Okay. Uh, round two. Uh-huh. You go ahead. Who you got? What you got? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, hmm. Peanut M Ms. Ooh, interesting. Um, I would yeah. not have that anywhere on my list. Um, interesting. Okay. I think it's Snickers for me. Um, oh, there. Snickers is a good one. How did I forget about that? I don't know. You you messed up. You're on the spot. You just just got messed up. I did. I'm uh, not round three for me. I would have to say. Ooh, I'm trying to think of Halloween candy. Um, I'm. I mean, I love Milky Way, so I'll, I'll say Milky Ooh. Ways too. My son had his first Milky Way the other day. Oh, phenomenal! We were at Legoland doing like a trick or treat thing, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yep, it changed like his, his life." Face. I wish, I wish I had it on, uh, on video. There, I was gonna say Milky Way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go Twizzlers. Uh, oh, that's it. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! Uh, I forgot about that's the Twizzlers. Good. Oh, that that's was a good one. that's a good one. That's a we great could, one. We could trade. Uh, we could trade offline. If you want to make some trades. Uh, yeah. The only one I would yeah. trade for that. The only thing I'm getting rid of here is, is the Milky Way. And I'm not getting rid of those Reese's. I know you're trying to get the Reese's. It's not happening, Sam. It's not happening. Uh, you can I'll get, trade you. I'll trade you a pick for next year's draft. Too. We'll talk about it offline. Well, how about this? I'll trade you now so you can speak about the World Series. How about that? <laughs> I'd be too busy eating Reese's. Dude, well, have you watched any of the World Series? Uh, I I watched a little the other day. I really haven't been watching anything, to yeah, be honest. Pretty- I mean, I, the, the last thing I, I would say I sat down and watched more of was the, uh, what you call it, the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. That was a great yeah. series. The energy was different. Uh, but I do see, I do know it's tied up. Uh, I know the first game came down. It was a walk-off, correct, if I remember the first game? Cool. Corey Seager hit a home run in the bottom of the knife to tie it. Mm. And then Adelise Garcia, I think in the 11th, hit a uh, walk off. Yeah, okay. it was it was an electric game. It was really fun to watch. You have this team. I mean, we've been talking about these teams all year. You have a team like the Rangers that can just put up eight runs in, a, in an inning with by blinking, right? Like all of a sudden it's here it is. And then you have a Diamondbacks team that, loves to play smaller ball, doesn't have like huge home run hitters and will run any chance they get. They have the rookie of the year uh, and Corbin Carroll and, you know, pretty solid pitching. But so it'd be, it's in, it's tied at one game. Three is tonight, Monday, uh, two is tomorrow and game five is Wednesday. And then if necessary, they pick back up the end of the month, uh, the end of the week on Friday and Saturday, but it's been, it's been a really fun, Series uh, game two on Saturday night was was a blowout nine to one Arizona. So tied up here, Max Scherzer against a rookie who's Brandon Fott, who's had like a up and down rookie year so far. So you know I'm even on the road. I'm I'm going Max Scherzer here. I don't see how you wouldn't. But 
it's it's been a fun series to watch and uh root for uh it was a cool moment of george w bush throwing out the first pitch to pudge i thought that was really cool and uh jeter the whole jeter back and forth from the 2001 world series where he came out after 9-11 and jeter was you remember that story where jeter was like are you gonna throw it from the mound yeah and and he was like you have to yeah there's no way don't bounce it yeah they're gonna boo you absolutely jeter got to interview him before the game which was really cool just cool nostalgic moment there but i have the texans the texas winning at some point i i don't know it's just it's been a surprisingly good series i've been been a fan so okay all right. I, I mean, I'll, I'll probably watch some. I saw something about, uh, was it Tommy Pham? Uh, he yeah. didn't steal or right. He didn't take the extra base and need to allow his teammate to get something. I, Tom, I was reading Tommy Pham. Yeah. Tommy Pham went four for four, I think. Okay. And had the opportunity on Saturday to go, you know, to be up again. And he asked, you know, in a blowout game, he asked Tori Lavolo, the uh, Diamondbacks manager, to, pinch it for him for Jace Peterson so he could get a World Series at bat, which that's, was that's commendable. That's, Super and commendable. Tommy Pham's been on this team for two months. Two months. He got traded I mean, from the Mets. I mean I mean he lucked up in this situation. So yeah. there's that. Uh just kind of like uh the Warriors lucked up and getting CP3 on this offseason. So we're going to get right into some NBA here. Uh, CP3, for the first time in his 19-year Hall of Fame career, because he will be a Hall of Famer, uh, is coming off of the bench. So I know we we had our our predictions for our championship or our awards last week, and I didn't have him as a sixth man because I didn't know if he was going to be coming off the bench or not. If he remains on the bench for the rest of the season and coming off the bench, oh, yeah. he's going to be the sixth man of the year. I'm just telling you that right now. It's it's definitely going to happen. I'm intrigued to see how that's going to go, but I, I mean, I think we could see start to see the decline when he was still with the Phoenix Suns that he wasn't the CP3 of old. Like, he still has... He's still a point guard. A point guard is always going to be a point guard, but he he has too many injuries, and as we always know, it's his hamstring, and that sidelines him, and that's been more prominent as he's gotten up in age, as we know, that's what happens anyway. But uh, I think that has also was also the downfall of the, that constructed uh, Suns team. So now I'm curious to see how this plays out here. I mean, you still got Steph being Steph. So just we'll see what happens. The Kings the other night, right? It's just, man, it's still playing at a high level. I, you know, they got CP three, I'm assuming a lot of that was to just get off of Jordan Poole's contract. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, all the drama there, and they clearly sided with Draymond and, and the team there. No surprise. Yeah, I, I don't know how many games CP3 plays, and you may use the whole, yeah, he's almost 40 and needs to rest, and you you want him and need him in crunch time and, you know, in April or whatever. But, he you know, it's, it's interesting because he – the thing he's he's in that like LeBron mode, right? Where like he's just they're so freaking smart, and they uh, understand the game of basketball better than you know you or I ever will. And but they're just very methodical and slow with the ball, and that's just Steve Kerr's never played that coach that way. So it is a you know he's going to be playing off the ball more, you know certainly give him more opportunities. It, it'll be interesting to to see but yeah if they can keep him healthy and he can 
he can give you, you know, the good moments you saw in Phoenix. It's, you know, it's a nice piece off the bench for this team that could always use more depth, right? Everybody could use depth. Uh, and seeing the Warriors, I mean, like I said, the Warriors are doing what the Warriors are always going to do. Uh, in recent memory, they haven't started out the season hot, but they are around <laughs> at the end of the year. Uh, but Steph is still Steph. Uh, he's had Dylan Brooks doing whatever type of jumping all over the place. He's a buffoon, but I can't stand him, and you know I cannot. Uh, but speaking of this buffoon that is Dylan Brooks, he decided to open his mouth again as if we all cared what he actually had to say. And he said that Wimby, uh, so Richard Wimanyama, uh, he said he's he said he's really tall. That's it. Um, nobody asked you for your opinion. That's number one, because nobody cares what Dylan Brooks has to say outside Not of anything. probably Dylan Brooks, friends and family. Nobody cares what you have to say. Um, I just I, I'm, I'm just going to be very blatantly obvious uh, or honest about him because I just really could do without him. I I don't prey on anybody's downfall, but if he would have went to China in the offseason, I would have been okay with it, Sam. I would have been okay it with was it. A, I feel like in Memphis it was addition by subtraction. Yeah. Just yeah. letting him walk to Houston. Because, yeah, uh, okay, yeah. Wembenyama has gotten insane amount of hype. He has all the makings and tools to be a generational type of talent. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he is 7'4". You're right, Dylan Brooks. You said something correct. He's very tall. He's one of the he taller is. players to ever play in this league. Yeah. And he's he's also 19. He's got a lot to work on. Uh, but And he had spurts of a really nice couple games. But this Spurs team is not very good. And they've gotten blown out, I think, in every game. They're a young team. They're a young team, and they just got to... They got to build that team chemistry. Uh, there's a lot of new young players. I mean, there's second year players on that team. They're a very, very young team, uh, but they have one of the greatest coaches to ever coach in NBA history, and Popovich. Uh, Pop is definitely going to get them right, and I'm just, I'm just going to sit here for the ride, and I hope he dunks on Dylan Brooks five times in the same game. Uh, <laughs> you have here. Uh, is the league's new resting policy working? Um, and you put an actual link to this. Now, I don't know if it's working, but I I want to see well, the players works. out there more. Yeah. And we literally have, in a few days, literally on Friday, starts the end-season tournament. So I don't know if it's working. I think it's too early to see. Yeah, I, I agree. If, it, if it's working as of yet, but I, I do believe we're going to see if it does. I'm just more so intrigued about that tournament. You know how amped I've been about? I suggested an in-season tournament several times on this podcast. I'm Adam happy Silver's that, a listener. Yeah, so he, he, he might clearly be. heard you. He might be. <laughs> um, but I am, I'm very thankful that we get to see this. Uh, I think I sent it to you what the courts look like. Yeah, uh, everybody yeah, has a different cool. court, which is super, super dope. I'm intrigued to see the Knicks court because it's all orange. Yeah. And I'm not a Knicks fan, but I, I want to see how that looks because the Knicks do have some of the, the dopest colors, period. Um, but yeah, I, I, 
I guess we'll see. I'd say like let's see at All Star Break how it really plays out. I agree. I I think it was more of a question of like because we didn't get to really talk about this with all yeah. the ramping up the football that we've had. Maybe what are your thoughts on it? Do you think it could work? Look, uh, a quick rundown of it is, and I'll just read the bullet points from Brandon. You were referencing the press release. I just dropped it, uh, dropped in in the agenda here. But multiple star players unavailable. So these are kind of things that, like, unless the team has demonstrated a approved reason for a star player getting rest or not playing, that they need to comply with these rules. National TV and in-season tournament games must ensure that star players are available. Home road balance. Again, you had a situation where on the second game of a back-to-back, Jimmy Butler was in Minnesota and didn't play. And the the Timberwolves uh, fans just kept chanting, we want Jimmy. The Heat lost that game, but it's just kind of one of those situations where it's not necessarily get rid of the back-to-backs, you know? I In a way, if... Look, I don't think you should, but I'm saying you're curtailing, you're curtailing so much crap to make sure that Kawhi Leonard plays 60 games a year or LeBron or whoever. Like, And they've already added so many extra days off into the schedule and expanded the season at least that way. You know, I, I don't know what much more you can do. Yes, you do. They're going to find them. It's going to start to happen. It's exactly what's going to happen. Because sure. you hit people yeah. You hit people where their pockets are, uh, you know, it, it's going to change things. If you're not playing because you're it's saying that you're resting because it's the second half of a back-to-back, they're going to start finding, essentially, because they're going to be like, okay, well, we gave you a chance to do the right thing. You're not doing the right thing. These fans of yours are paying money to see you, and they're losing out on an opportunity. Because I wouldn't be surprised if somehow, some way, if it hasn't happened already, that a fan has sued for not seeing like a player. Like I spent all this money to go see this player, flew across the country, and then the player rested. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on! Like this is this is crazy. Like if you're not injured, it's different. And then obviously people are gonna start faking injuries and stuff like that. It's I don't I don't know what you do. Maybe that is the move. Don't have back to backs. I don't really know what it is, but I, I really would love to see players actually play and have the mentality of what Kobe actually had, which was I play because that exact sentiment that I said, that this may be yeah. the only kid's game to see me play, and I want them to see me play. It's, I wish everybody hard, had that mentality, but they don't. Yeah. So Yeah, and when you're playing across the conference, like to the other conference, you get one home game and one away game. So it's yeah. like, you know, example... LeBron, like LeBron's coming to New York, New in Brooklyn, like Manhattan and Brooklyn twice yep. this year. That's it. If you live in the tri-state area and you want to see LeBron James or whoever, you know, uh, um, you know, that's it. That's yep. that's. If you want to see Victor Wembanyama, you got, and you live in New York, you got two chances. Unless you want to go to Boston or Philly, so Correct. it's it's just it's it's hard. Games are expensive. I mean, they're not cheap. Uh, they're not cheap at all. Uh, Sam, real quick before we get out of here, uh, do you, what are your thoughts on? And and I said quick, Sam. What are your thoughts on Michigan State stealing the scandal, the uh, sign stealing scandal, or Michigan? Excuse me, sorry, or Michigan. I, I th- obviously I think this needs a little more time to talk about. I just noticed that we haven't talked about it. Look, if sign stealing is is 
a part of sports. It is. To a degree. But I think when you go to the lengths that the University of Michigan or people associated with the university have gone to, to gain that advantage, then that's something you have to look at, right? Like when you're using video and you're using all of these other methods, aside from, you know, uh, just staring at the other sideline or trying to decipher that, you know, it's. I, I, well, I'll stop you right there. Because signs, if you're first off, if you're not cheating or trying to cheat, then you're not trying to win. It's a known slogan in sports. If you're not cheating, you're not trying to win. That's number one. I don't disagree with that. Number two to the video portion. So getting watching the video of the actual team play the week prior to, if somebody is there recording it, it's essentially the same thing. I believe that there is something more that they're not talking about. That they haven't shared with us yet because everything that they have shared with us is elementary thus far. They have not gone in depth. So it makes me believe that there's something deeper that they're not talking about because it, it's not an issue because it happens and it has happened for years that people are recording games, watching games, doing things to get the advantage to see what the play calls are. I mean, you you watch what college football is changing to. There's three quarterbacks on the roster that are wearing three different color uh suits and hats and they're throwing up three different signs and you have to try to figure it out chip kelly's team where you have signs and one was mike greenberg and they're holding up and like you got to try to figure out like what this play is right so if you can figure that out and decipher it that's great but here's the issue still you can figure out the play you can know the play is coming can you still stop it prime example sam what is the most predictable play in football right now? The brotherly shove. Oh, that. Yeah. Well, I mean, situationally, yeah, absolutely. It's the most, you know what's going to happen. You know it's yeah. coming, and you still can't stop it, right? You've, everybody's watched, try to do their own iteration. They've, they've had film of doing it. They're trying to see the stuff. And now what do they do this week? They line up like they're going to do the brotherly shove, and then they hand it off and swift runs it in right so you can think you can think that you know what's going to do by watching it but you still got to stop it and if you can't stop it what are you going to do so that's why i believe sam i i think what we're getting right now is the general public i think we're getting surface but i think there's more behind it and that is why i'm why i really haven't said anything about it on the podcast is because it's like i want to see what else is behind it because if you're bringing this up i feel like there's way more to come I don't yeah, know though. I and I said at the top of the segment, too, I haven't followed it closely because, and we haven't talked about it yeah. offline at all. We usually don't talk too much about sports when we're not doing this podcast because we, I mean, we know each other pretty well, you know, sports wise and otherwise how we think, and we're, we're similar in a lot of ways. But we just don't talk about things. We save it for here. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop too, and then I'll figure it all out but it's kind of like it's like the astros were wrong because they're using video and they got drums or whatever and they're doing all that but if a runner is on second base and he touches his nose because he can decipher that the catcher is throwing a breaking ball and then you know the guy on deck or whatever the guy at bat like see that's baseball yeah that's to your point sign stealing has happened for a while when you got when you got the patriots in the stands videotaping you know the, the game before yeah, that yeah 
or the practices. That's different. That's, yeah. That you can't you can't do that. Yeah. You just you can't. But yeah, of course, you're always going to look for an advantage. Um, but it's it's an interesting story, and of course, like after years of Michigan and paying Jim Harbaugh all of this, and now he's fun, what number two in the country, and now it's like there's this. So it'll be um, it'll be certainly to more to yeah more more to, to come for sure for sure here. But um, yeah, before we get out of here. Uh, whoever stole uh, the young boys' jewelry over at Colorado during the U- UCLA game, um, give them you, I, good luck to you because I'm sure you're about to get found, whoever it is. And I feel like it's an inside job. We don't even have to go into that. Sam, what are you looking for for the rest of the week and the weekend, sir? Well, yeah, baseball. That's fun. Okay. Uh, happy Halloween to you. Same to you. We'll do that with the, with the fam. And, um, you know, that's. It's pretty much it. Today is like a sports equinox, right? Like all four leagues are playing are playing tonight. So that's pretty cool. When you listen to this on the podcast, it's over. So absolutely not really great job by me, but yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, I'm going to first say shout out to those that tuned into the live stream. I know it was last second. Uh, shout out to Will specifically because he's actually writing in, in the live stream. So I appreciate you, Will, uh, a brother of mine. But um, yeah, I, I'm looking. What happened? I said, what's up, Will? Oh, there you go. Uh, I'm looking forward to, I I wanted to also give, because we talked about the Liberty and I didn't, I didn't feel it was right that we didn't shout out the Aces for actually winning. Um, So I wanted to give them their love because I know good and damn well, if the Liberty would have won, we'd have been talking about it to the moon and back. So shout out to the Aces for winning back to back. Um, I know that didn't just happen, but I know we didn't talk about it. Uh, looking forward to some more NBA action now, uh, seeing what the Eagles do against the Cowboys. That's going to be where my intention is. So from at 425 on Sunday, I will absolutely be stressing. Um, do, do not, I don't need anybody to check in on me. I'll be okay. Um, I will have sure? some nice, I, I can't guarantee that I will be. Uh, and then doing some fall activities so is definitely getting outside because the leaves are changing rapidly right now. And uh, it's getting a little bit colder. So I'll be getting outside uh, with that being said, Sam, close it out for us, please. Good, sir. Thanks so much for listening. Episode 113, Chasing Points Podcast in the books. Thanks so much. Again, uh, if you're watching or listening, however you're doing it, thanks. Tell your friends at Chasing Points Podcast on Instagram. So for Brandon, I am Sam. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Happy belated birthday to my sister, who's old now like me. (laughs) Happy birthday, Tom Tom, uh, because you're a couple months younger than me, or uh, actually a month younger than me. Um, So happy birthday to you. And for those that haven't listened before, um, I appreciate you, but uh, it's getting cold out there, and it's uh, been real wet in New York, real so wet. I'm going to need uh, somebody to get me some wearproof socks. I don't know if that's a thing, but I need it. Um, I have, or just give me a bunch of Gore-Tex, because... I'm tired of walking outside into a tsunami every day. Uh, It feels like I'm walking out into a pool, Sam, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So uh, just give me some sunshine and some rainbows and some leaves and pumpkin spice and apple cider donuts, and I'll be much better, much better. Beautifully said.